0: Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. Okay, don't take it personal. Now listen, light and darkness cannot be mixed. Light exposes darkness. Light always exposes darkness. Now there is a supernatural light that shines through the body of Jesus. Jesus with those that are connected to Christ. There is a supernatural light that shines. Sometimes when you just walk in, they're not going to like you. But that has nothing to do with you. Don't take it personal. That's because of the light that you bring in. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website, at www.kingdomrock.org and now here is today's message that is watching us right now from all around the world welcome 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 to another service right here at kingdom rock family worship center everybody let's go ahead and put our hands together and thank god for our online community welcome guys welcome wherever you are from all around the world we want you to know that jesus loves you and we do too and we thank you so much for joining us today Well, as you know, everybody, we've been in a series for the last few weeks or a month or so uh, entitled Focus on Christ. Focus on Christ. Remember, excuse me. Remember that God gave us this word of focusing on Christ because he said that he would prepare us for things that were coming ahead. He's preparing us for the next season. And so this series, Focus on Christ, is in preparation for this next season that is coming. And so he says, put your focus on Jesus more than ever, focus on Jesus. So this, I believe, is part number 11 uh, in the series. And so this is the concluding part of this series. So if you have not heard parts all the way back, go ahead and do that. I believe it will be a rich blessing to you as you get into that series. All right. So in this series, the Lord says to us, he says that we should focus on Christ. What is what is he doing and what is he saying? And also do not get distracted. Listen for his voice and do what he says. Listen for his voice and do what he says. It is more important now than ever to do that. So last week we spoke from the subject of all in, are you all in, all in? So if you haven't heard it, please go back and hear that. But the the real question that I want to ask you today is simply, are you walking in the light or are you walking among darkness, walking in darkness? There's a great deception that's in the land, great deception. And that deception is this that we can think that we can walk in the light and also walk among the darkness and be okay. And that's an old trick of the enemy that's been around since the Garden of Eden. It's an old trick, and it's something that has plagued God's people since the beginning, since the beginning. But listen, the enemy does this because he knows that you are God's enforcers in the earth. You are the ones who wield the power of Christ in the name of Jesus. And if he can deceive you into thinking that uh, bad is good and it's okay and acceptable, well then you will simply water down your testimony and actually water down your authority or water down your faith level. And you will eventually just pretty much be neutered ineffective, ineffective, not because God's power is ineffective. No, his power is very effective. His power, you know, is beyond power, but our ability to wield it will shrink away. It's like a man uh, trying to uh, have one of those big long swords, those big swords. I don't know what they're called besides a long sword. And that thing is very heavy, hundreds of pounds, maybe hundred, 200 pounds. I don't know. But he's too weak to carry it, too weak to wield it, too weak to to do anything with it. You know, so the enemy will try to water down your strength through the acceptance of darkness so that when it's time for you to wield your sword, you're too weak to do it. And then effectively, he can just walk all over you then. And that happens when we accept darkness. When we call things that are, God said, bad, we call it good. And we begin to accept it, and it begins to drain us. Let me show you this, as a matter of fact, in Genesis 3, verse 6, Genesis 3, 6. This is how it reads. It says, this is, of course, um, in the garden. This is what's happening with Eve here. Verse 6 says, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food. Now, God had already said it's bad. But when she saw it was good, there was a problem, right? When she saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes, she saw it as pleasant or something desirable, right? A tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also her husband with her rather and gave also unto her husband with her with her and he did eat when they began to see after the devil talked to them through the serpent, you know, Hey, this is not so bad. And then they, she began to agree with what he said. God said bad. Don't do it. But then after the conversation, maybe it's not so bad. And when that happened, he watered down their authority, what well, they in effect watered down their authority and the enemy comes in and takes it over. This is the same thing that the Elijah had to fight about there with the children of Israel. Let's look at this on, on Mount Carmel. The children of Israel were uh, were really struggling and fighting against really that internal battle. And let's look at it here. 1 Kings, the 18th chapter, verse 21, 1 Kings 18, 21 says this. And Elijah came unto all the people, all the people of God, and said, How long haunt ye between two opinions? How long are you going to straddle the fence between light and darkness? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him, not a word, couldn't say anything. They were so entrenched. They think they thought, you know, and they would have kept going this way. Had God not sent Elijah, they were straddling the fence. Hear a little bit with God, here a little bit with the devil, here a little bit with God. You know, it's okay to do this. Hear a little bit with God. I worship over here. Then back and forth. He said, how long are you going to be halt between two opinions? How long are you going to leap between two things? If God is God, serve him. But if Baal is God, then serve him. You can't do both things. Still, many people have claimed, many people that have claimed to be religious, please understand this, many people that have claimed to be religious or spiritual have deemed that a little sin is acceptable, and in some, they call it a necessary evil. A little sin is acceptable, and it is an acceptable evil or a necessary evil. They've called it that. They've been tricked and fooled that that is the case, but there is no such thing as an acceptable darkness. Remember dark and light cannot abide in the same place. So either we're walking in light or we're walking in darkness. There's one thing to consider, uh, the enemy, the devil and these demonic forces are present, present in the earth. then there is, there is hunter, and there is prey, and there is a trap. There is bait, right? Hunter, bait, trap, you know, it's, it's, all, it's all there. So really, it's either you will be conquered or you will be the one who uh, is the conqueror. You understand? Remember, Jesus said that we must be overcomers, must be overcomers, because you actually have all that you need right now to overcome. You actually have it now, but there's a decision that has to be made. First Peter five, eight says this, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Now, as far as sin goes, as far as sin goes, there is one thing really that is used for the basis of judgment that God uses for the basis of judgment. Let me show you this as far as sin goes. Look at uh, John the 3rd chapter, John 3. And we are rolling on today. Thank you Holy Spirit. Or John the 3rd chapter, look at verse 19 through 21. It says, "And the judgment, and the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world. But people love the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for fear their sin will be exposed. But those who do what is right come to the light so others can see that they are doing what God wants. So because you are a child of light and the light is within you, they will also hate you if you come or when you come and bring light. So I'll say, don't take it personal. Don't take it personal. Leave something bitter with the sweet and something, something. That's an old song. song. I don't know. Was that 80s? Maybe it's the 80s, but I don't know. Anyway, don't take it personal. It is not you that they are attacking. It's the light that you bring. Please tell your neighbor, don't take it personal. It's not you. It's the light you bring. Because I guarantee you stop shining the light, they'll be quiet. Okay? Don't take it personal. Now listen, light and darkness cannot be mixed. Light exposes darkness. Light always exposes darkness. Now, there is a supernatural light that shines through the body of Jesus. With those that are connected to Christ, there is a supernatural light that shines. Sometimes, when you just walk in, they're not going to like you. But that has nothing to do with you. Don't take it personal. That's because of the light that you bring in the light that you bring in. You're not like them. So again, don't take it personal. Why don't they like me? Don't take it personal because you bring light and light exposes darkness. Say that with me. Light exposes darkness. darkness. Okay. And so here's the thing. We cannot walk with God and live in darkness at the same time. You begin to neuter your effectiveness when you do that. Let's look at John, John 1, verses 5 through 7. Let me share this with you. John 1, verses 5 through 7. This may be 1 John, 1 John 1, 5 through 7. We'll have a look at that later. All right. No, no, this is, that's great. John first chapter verse five through seven. King James says this, this is the message which we have heard of him that, and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Well, that's first John, I believe. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Yes. First John, it's on your screen, everybody. Just, just read. Read, pre- preacher. Just read. I know it. I told you you need to pray for me. Let's go back. This is a message which we have heard of him and declaring to you that God is light. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, listen, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Grab a hold of that. We would think, well, me, in, order, in order for me to walk in light, then that means, you know, I better stop my sinning. I better take this bull by the horn, and, and I better stop this sinning if I'm going to walk in light. But what does the word says here? He says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So that tells you that there is sin among those that walk in light, but their sin is being cleansed. Their sin is being washed. And the further and the longer you walk in the light with the light, your sin will become less and less and less. There is a thing of sinning in darkness and sinning in light. Are you hearing? Hiding your sin, hiding it under and then exposing it before Father. Lord, I confess this before you. I did this and I don't want this in my life. Jesus begins to cleanse you. And there are sins that we commit that we don't even know. We don't even know. There are some things that happen in our soul that is so deep down in our soul that we don't even realize is sin. For instance, unforgiveness is sin. Holding things against other people, anger, jealousy, hostility, rage uh, is sin. Worry is sin. Carrying these things, and they can be so deeply embedded in us. Fear can be so deeply embedded in us that sometimes we just sort of, Accept it. This is the way I am. I, I know one new one man. He's passed on now many years ago. He would say, well, that's just how I am. That's just how I am. I got a temper. She know I got a temper. That's how I am. That's just how I am. It's an accepted thing with him. It was accepted. He didn't challenge it. He didn't confront the darkness. And that's what we'll be talking about today. Confronting the darkness. Got to confront it. Before you will confront the darkness on the outside, you must confront the darkness that's on the inside. Have to confront that. Ask the father to let the light of his spirit shine in you that he would expose the works of darkness within you. And there are some things that you don't even know. There are some footholds, some strongholds that the devil has set up that we have accepted over years that have become like white noise in the background. We don't hear them anymore, but after, when something happens, it pokes its head up again. God said we must confront the darkness. And listen, once you conquer the enemy on the inside, the enemy on the outside can do you no harm. Once you defeat the enemy on the inside, the enemy on the outside can do you no harm. Please understand that we must confront the darkness. First darkness that you would confront is that within you. Let me give you something else here in 2 Corinthians 6 chapter, 2nd Corinthians 6, verses 14 through 17. It says, This the Lord advises us again, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? Is there any communion with that? No. Verse 15. And what accord or agreement uh, hath Christ with Bilal or with the devil? What does Jesus and Satan hang out together and go grab a beer on Friday nights? Can you see that happening? Do they have a blooming friendship? Does light and darkness shake hands and go out for a Sunday meal? There's no mixing of the two. It says uh, for verse 15, and what? Concord? What concord, rather, uh, hath Christ with Bilal, or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God; as God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them. And be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Thank you, Lord. I also heard this. Another area of darkness in our lives can be that of self-condemnation. Please hear this. Self-condemnation can be an area in our lives of darkness where you just don't feel that you do enough you just don't feel that you pray enough or that you study enough. You just don't feel that you are right within yourself because of what you have done. You just don't. You just don't. You you have a low opinion of yourself and you say, well, no, I feel pretty good about myself, but there's something that underlines it. There's something that underlines it and it brings sadness on the inside of your heart. That's an area of darkness that must be exposed and dealt with. And how are we going to do that? Once that thing is exposed, it's revealed, then we begin to confess it and renounce it. Father, I declare in the name of Jesus that I renounce this self-condemnation. I renounce this. I renounce this anger. I renounce uh, this bitterness, this unforgiveness. I renounce the negativity in my soul. I renounce it. And Father, I repent of it. I don't want this thing in me any longer. It will have no place in me. Now, understand, God gave you your body, your spirit, and and he puts you in charge there. You can give this over to Father, and you are the landlord, so to speak, and you cast out, kick out all those other things that do not remain, or rather, that aren't supposed to be there. Got it? You cast them out. You kick them out. You begin to replace those thoughts with God's word, with God's word. You're going to have to confront the darkness and you confront it by the power of the Spirit. It is the Spirit of the Lord that works as a candle candle of man. It works like a candle. It works like a light, and it shows you the deep parts of you. The Holy Spirit shows you. works like a light, and He shows you the deep parts of you, but that darkness must be confronted. There's a reason why we flare up. There's a reason why we still get angry. There's a reason why we're still fearful. There's a reason why we worry all the time. All of these are, there's a reasons. There's a reason, there's reasons why there's some sicknesses that still remain in our body after Jesus has already healed us. Hallelujah. There's a reason why we still get so frustrated. There's a There are reasons why, and we must confront the darkness and let the Holy Spirit shine his light in us, shine his light in us. Because every area of darkness in our lives is a foothold for the enemy to come in and influence us. We don't want any darkness in us. So we must confess that before the Lord confess it before the Lord. Anything that comes up in your heart, you're going to ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, uh, uh, search my heart. Search my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. If you find any wicked way in me, uh, take the thing out, Lord. Strengthen me. Uh, lead me in way everlasting. You're going to have to ask him, search you, search you. You want to remove all the buttons of the enemy in your heart. You got me? All the buttons of the enemy. You want to remove those. Anything that causes you to go off either in anger or in sadness, anything that causes you to go off, you want to confront those things and give it to the Lord. We're going to have to confront the darkness. There's a reason why we, why we, if when we get upset, we may call a certain person or we may take a certain trip down the skid row or what have you to the red light district. There's a reason why we may go back to Delilah's house speaking of Samson and Delilah, no Delilah person in particular. You got what I'm saying? There's a reason why we may search uh, for pornographic images. There's a reason why all these things are going on. There are reasons why we have to confront that darkness, confront the darkness, because you don't want anything, Jesus said, he says, uh, the prince of this world is coming, but he has nothing in me, nothing in me. The devil has nothing in me, nothing on me. Now, that's a supernatural act because the Holy Spirit, has been, Jesus was walking with the spirit, walking in the spirit. And that's the same case with you and I. As you walk in the spirit and with the spirit, allow the Holy Spirit to show you, to convict you, to convict you, you're going to have to confront the darkness. Now, this is what's happening right now. We look, look at this very familiar in Isaiah 60. Isaiah 60, as we begin to close, Isaiah 60, verses 1 through 3, 1, 2, and 3. As this talks about Jerusalem, but also talks about the people of God. What's happening here? It says, arise, shine, for thy light is come. That's now. For the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Now, that's, that's a good thing but also it can be a very uh, scary thing because there's a target painted on your back because remember the devil does not want the light. And so when God says, Hey, I got good news for you. Arise, shine, your light has come and God's glory. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Oh boy. Now you have the light on you and you can be clearly seen. There's a painted target. Oh, look at that person bringing light. So here again, this is why I told you that when some people stop calling you don't take it personal. It's not you. It's the light you bring. Are you hearing verse two? He says, for behold, the darkness behold, what the darkness behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and boy, Is it doing it now? The darkness. This is the darkness, folks. The darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness to people covering the minds of the people. You say, how? I don't understand. How do you think that way? How do you think that hating this person because they're not the same race as you? How do you think that that's a good idea? How? I don't understand that. How is that possible? Because darkness has covered their their minds, covered their thinking. The the prince of this world, the enemy, has blinded them. They don't get it. They don't get it. Gross darkness has covered the people. He says, but the Lord shall arise upon thee, shall rise upon you, and his glory shall be seen upon you. So they'll see it. They may not see it with their physical eyes, but something in them will know light has just come in this room. Light has come, an authority has come in this room. Look at verse three. It says, The Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. It's gonna happen, and it is happening. Again, as we told you before, as you cross over into this new season, don't take it personal. That they stop calling you. Don't take it personal. Just pray with them and pray for them. I tell you now so that when it does happen and occur, you won't be caught off guard because God needs light in the earth. Some will run from the light. Some will curse the light and some will run to the light. Bible says that those who sit in darkness will see a great light. They will see hope because light is hope. It is strength light, someone that's been sitting in an abusive relationship, sitting in suicide and, and regret and doubt and just really just hopelessness and being alone, thinks that no one cares about me, no one loves me. I might as well just commit suicide and be done with it. And then you step in with light, step in with joy. And you may not even be aware of it. And they say, I don't know why, but whenever you come around, I feel good. I feel better. Tell me about Jesus. Tell me about him. But if we are surrendering ourselves to the darkness, week in and week out and not confronting it, not confronting it, we begin to lose control over that large sword that we talked about, lose the strength to hold the sword and it begins to fall. The sword is just as strong as it ever was. It's as sharp as it ever was. But our ability to wield it begins to be compromised. Does that make sense to you? Let me say this in closing. All darkness seeks to control you. All darkness seeks to control you, not just to get in. But it wants to control and dominate. That's the whole thing about uh, sexual addictions. It seeks to control and dominate. Any addiction seeks to control and dominate, to break up homes, break up families. And when you give into it, give into it, you simply begin to lose strength and then it takes a time of recovery. Are you still saved? Absolutely. You received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Yes, you're still saved, but you're becoming ineffective. Is Christ still powerful in your life? Absolutely. Is his blood still there? Absolutely. But you're becoming ineffective because it's it's hard for you to tell somebody about Jesus and how much he loves you and how much rather how much he loves them and, and how he's going to deliver them and set them free. When you know that you've just danced with the devil all night long, something inside doesn't doesn't gel too well. You begin to think of yourself as a hypocrite. It's hard to do it. So what should we do? First of all, be honest with God. This is walking in the light. Honest with him. Father, I got an itch. Father, I got a problem in this area, or let's just say it for what it is. There's darkness in me in this area, and I don't know whether really I want to stop it or not. I enjoy doing it. I enjoy cussing folk out. (laughs) I enjoy doing this and doing that, but I know that it's not right. It's got a hold on me. And I ask you, by your spirit, to let your light shine in me so that that thing goes away. I renounce it, even though I like it. Help me not to like it so that I may release this thing fully unto you. Walk me through the path, Holy Spirit. Walk me through the path of healing and deliverance so that I won't desire the darkness. So that I will find greater things in the light. Does that make sense? Because you trying to do it yourself, you may go on streaks for a while, I haven't done this in three days, I haven't done this in a week, but just because you haven't done it does not mean that you have been delivered. But when you are delivered, it will no longer have a hold on you. The hunter's bait in his trap, you no longer desire its dainties. You no longer desire it. Matter of fact, it'll make you sick. I don't want that in my life. I don't want to be bound. I want to stay free, be free and stay free. So I pray that you've gotten something out of this series, that you continue to focus on Christ, to focus on Jesus. Remember, if your focus is on you, what you've done, how you've sinned, how you've erred, if it's all you, 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 you're not focusing on Jesus. You're focusing on you. But if you focus on Christ. If you focus on Christ, I tell you, mighty things will happen, and he will open the door for full deliverance in your life. Let me pray with you. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name for this series that you've given to us, and Lord, Lord I do pray that the anointing to focus on Christ would be released in the lives of your people, and that we would confront the darkness, that we would truly be all in with you, And Lord, Lord, that we would hear your voice and follow your instruction at all times. Lord, I pray that you keep your people safe and protected in every every area of their lives. I thank you, Lord, that the blood of Jesus covers them. Lord, I declare from the words of the book of Psalms that no evil shall befall them, neither shall any plague come near their dwelling. For you have given your angels charge over them to keep them in all their ways. They shall bear them up in their hand, lest lest they dash their foot against a stone. Bless your people, Father, I pray in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. See you guys next week. All right. Let's give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Hallelujah. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at KingdomRock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you, and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today, only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.